0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast. A podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Chanov, and I don't know why everyone doesn't drive with their high beams on. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker
1: and stand back, we're kicking. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. How, how have we... Starting off on an articulate foot, yeah. how have we gone so far and so long on this podcast without celebrating Peggy Hill quite as much as we will today?
0: I am, I'm, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I guess it's better, better. It's I'm just getting into the southern Root-bader. drawl. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. the better, better late than never. Uh, <laughs> I think that it's. Uh, part of my hesitation, I guess, is I didn't know that you knew the show or watched the show, and I didn't, but I love that you know it. So there's, like, so much... I mean, I guess that's kind of my first question, is, like, how well do you know Peggy Hill? How well do you know King of the Hill, Colin? Because it has some great women. Some great women voices, yeah. I've got moves you (laughs) never (laughs) see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Three weeks in a row. Three weeks I in a know. row. I Got to um, keep it going. Got to keep it going. Every week, I'm going to find a way to work that stupid joke in. So I uh, – and that's both a threat and a promise. Yes. I've always been vaguely familiar with King of the Hill as kind of like, oh, well, I watch The Simpsons. As if you have to make a choice, as if there is like a binary of The Simpsons or King of the Hill. Yes. And I think I'd also just kind of decided, oh, there's something – I think when it came out, I think it was, I think it was too nuanced for me, and so I was like, oh, I don't. I think it was kind of like Roseanne. Where I was like, oh, do I really want to watch a show about these people? Like, I don't know. I just it's not that I wrote it off, but I just didn't think it was for me. And I remember being like vaguely aware of Peggy Hill. Like, I knew I, there was. I always knew there was one quote of hers that stuck with me. And I don't remember when I heard it, but I always remember the Peggy Hill quote of uh, education is the sleeping pill. The dreams come true. And (laughs) so I always loved that, but that apparently wasn't enough for me to keep watching. And, you know, so it's one of those things where like so many other things in life, where then I finally watch an an episode of it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, does anyone else know about how nuanced King of the Hill is? And it's like, everybody knows Everyone knows, but I just, oh, so I've, I've been familiar with it as like a dish on the buffet, but I always just walked past it. I I maybe took a scoop, but I never like really feasted on it, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I think that I started watching it when it first came out because my, it, it was such a, like you said, it was like sort of this gateway drug from the Simpsons to King of the Hill and, you know, Mike Judge and. Um, just cause he did, did he do Beavis and Butthead too? He did, and maybe yeah. there's that
1: too, is he did Beavis and Butthead and I was like, oh, well, I don't really know if that's for me. So you kind of just assume one is an extension of the other. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I, I remember my dad, um, who's like, yeah, he's a blue collar guy. He hunts, he, you know, he's, he's sort of in this world already. So I remember he really enjoyed it too. And I feel like my brother, Myself and him used to just kind of sit down and watch it every week. But again, wow. it's like I'd, with all that being said, like a lot of it's stored somewhere in my brain. But, you know, I eventually fell off of it, too. And um, it's it's so interesting that you mentioned Roseanne because I feel like there is at least like shades of Roseanne with like the not so typical mom and like a family that, you know, um, maybe at first sight might not be like what you're. I guess it's just like judging a book by its cover in a way, but also gives me like some some Bob's Burgers vibes. And I know that's mm-hmm. probably not the best comparison, but there is something so Gene-like about Bobby in a way. And um, just like how, and especially with like Hank and Bob, I feel like they have similar like dynamics mm-hmm. where they... They just kind of go with it, but it is sometimes centered all around Hank. But anyway, that's that. This is all to say that King of the Hill is great, and it's on Hulu, and that itself was like such a gift. I did not know, so there's that. And then there's that. Yeah, you know, that's. It, I mean, that's that's certainly. I
1: think a whole other episode that's worth someone diving into. Maybe us, maybe somebody else. But there is kind of that triptych of The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and Bob's Burgers. I, I don't bring Family Guy into this mix. I just think No, it's, I don't think I, we need to, yeah. Yeah. I just think just because it's an animated family, it's like, yeah, but there's something about Bob's Burgers, king of the hill and the simpsons what they did is they took very natural dialogue and very natural performances and layered them with very unnatural animation and yet the within the unnatural animation there are these very realistic nuances and facial expressions and like just ways that they show a scene that that hit the same emotional notes as you know a a whatever non-animated show would of the of the sampling of the Family Guy buffet that I've had, I've never been moved.
0: Yeah, there's... I can't think of any episode, and of course, I haven't seen all of them. But uh, yeah, a, t- a different, a different beast. That one, a different tone. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: and and that, of course, I mean that just opens up the whole discussion of like you know something like Bojack Horseman, which is supposed to be like you know yeah. devastating. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And just kind of all of that of like, oh yeah, no, animated shows can be can can pack a punch, and you know to say nothing of the world of anime and all of that, and you know Spirited Away. You know, all of those yeah. like movies, but anyway, um, I do think though that then there is, yeah, there's that Roseanne quality with King of the Hill where it's this surprisingly realistic middle class family where it's like, okay, well, the you know, it's all line drawings basically, but somehow I, I
0: recognize Hank Hill, I know who this guy is, you yeah. know. And he's not such a, he's not such a hard ass. None of the guys are like, like Bill mm-hmm. and Dale and Boomhauer. They're all like, I was going to use the plural geese, but they're all gooses. I'll use it incorrectly yeah. because they are like, yeah, like it's like you, you think they're going to be one thing and they're not. They are of course like in Arlen, Texas. And like, there's everything that you think that's going to be uh, attached to that is and isn't at the same time, if you know what I mean. Like, they're just mm-hmm. all... Like, I love Bill. Like, in, in, even in the episode. Ugh, I mean, Bill is so great. He kind of reminds me of Kevin from The Office. Yes. Yeah. I think Bill
1: is such a... I mean, such BSA energy because he is so funny. And, <laughs> I mean, and in this episode, there's just, like... I, I, it's almost like I, I would keep watching the show... Almost equally for Peggy and Bill.
0: Yeah, there is something about Bill. I don't know why. It's just, there's something about his accent that's just, like, more more dopey and more lovable. It's kind of like Teddy and Bob's Burgers, if we're going to go, mm-hmm. like, so yeah, it's, it's that same mold, but I love that. Yeah, and I feel like on The Simpsons,
1: there's, like, Barney. Like, there is, it's interesting, sure. there is that kind of, like, that that dumb fat friend who, who has a sort of sweetness underneath, you know, like Barney on the Simpsons is a total drunk, but he's, he's a sweetheart. Like he's, he's not a mean guy. And I feel like it's the same way. I I love that. There's a through line. I mean, obviously the, the through line, I guess I'm most fascinated by is the, the Marge and uh, Peggy and, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Linda, Uh, the Linda Casa Linda herself. Um,
0: because I think the three of them are just fascinating women on television. Yeah, it's it's such like uh, Kate, my friend Kate. So the way that this all started, where I'm in Virginia for the week with my friend Kate and uh, her family. Obviously, Keon's here too. And I, it was we were out on the lake riding on the boat, and I was just like kind of trying to brainstorm of what we could do this week. And I knew she loved King of the Hill, and I was like, I think there's something there. So I I, I essentially you know, pose the question, I'm like, what's the Peggy Hill equivalent of like, the Marge Simpson Chanel dress. And without blinking, she knew what episode to like mm. <laughs> to suggest. Um, and it's because it, I knew there was something. And I, I sort of remember that episode somewhere in the back of my mind. And, and if I was thinking ahead to, we could have did like a, a Luann episode even because, I mean, Brittany Murphy as Luann.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I <gasps> know. We can always, I feel like we could always well, do... Yes a Luann episode. I mean, cause yeah, that, she's only br- in this briefly. I mean, she has that, that great moment of explaining to Peggy what a bracelet is. <laughs> like, you know, some, some women wear it on their wrists. It's like jewelry. And this is where, I mean, it was like Peggy's face just staring at her blankly and like the, how long she holds it and the way that she blinks. I was like, this is such like flat 2d animation. And yet I, this is brilliant, emotional, like, like, B. Arthur kind of blank staring. <laughs> I like, know. Yeah, yes, I know what a bracelet is. Like I just, <laughs> but yeah, Luann. That's really she. She's only kind of in the in the Greek chorus of um, you know, of Peggy's somewhat supportive friends. This episode.
0: Yeah, and it's. I mean, we've we've talked about Brittany Murphy in the past too. There was someone who tweeted um, this week. Um, I can't remember the exact like phrasing of it, but like something like it's so sad that we never got to see a Brittany Murphy, Sally Bowles. And oh, I was like, wow. And of course, like gay Twitter was ablaze with like, you know, uh, like, yes, in support of that, too. And I don't know if Brittany Murphy can sing. And I I mean, but like, again, it's like, what would, Brit- where would Brittany Murphy be right now in 2021? Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's tragic. But we have, we have Luann and like, what great, like the way that she even says Uncle Hank, how she, I was like, Uncle Hank. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Like, yeah, go, yeah.
0: Such great voice work. And Kathy <laughs> and Jimmy as Peggy Hill. Like, I feel not everyone knows that. And if, like, those two mm-hmm. women aren't enough to get you into King of the Hill, I don't know. And, you know, Pamela Adlon as as Bobby, which yeah. is great. oh, God.
1: Great. So great. I mean, and I think in
0: this episode,
1: Pamela Adlon also did Jamie slash Carolyn's mother as well. Okay, and, yes. And she, of course, it's that kind of, like, raspy voice that I love. You know, yeah. it's, it's that two packs a day kind of thing. Yes. And she has—Pamela Adlon was in that show Better Things, that I've seen... I'm pretty sure it's called Better Things. Have you seen any of that? It's I haven't, uh, I just, no, but I, yeah. I do
0: know of it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's I, From what I've seen, I really liked it, but it's like, oh, I'd have to just kind of invest the time into yeah. that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's what, the other thing I love about King of the Hill. I mean, the voice work... Mike Judge, I mean, even if you don't love Beavis and Butthead, his voice work, his like his aesthetic and like what he captures about people in these like really crude kind of animations is really brilliant. And I, I love him as Hank. I think Hank is so I, I think in some ways it's tough to say this, but I think if I'm going to keep doing this Hank, Homer and Bob, there are things about Hank that I
0: love the most. Like, he's so sweet in some ways, you know? Yeah, he is. In this episode specifically, like, he knows when he can't help. But I do love how, like, even if he can't help, like, him just, like, scooting out of the frame. Like, there's... (laughs) Oh,
1: so you have someone you can talk to about this and he just walks out of the room. Yeah, like
0: Carolyn, the person that you're mad at, you know, like he's, but all he wants to do is just like help. I, I, and I think like even dealing, I I shouldn't say dealing, but like him navigating Bobby as his son, who is such a, like a goose and like, I, like I said, like a Gene Belcher in his own way, like it, it, and how he's just, he just kind of goes with it and yeah, uh, yeah. I love the,
1: because I think that's, you know, in the in the long run of the show is also what's so fascinating because Bobby is, he's kind of feminine. He's kind of a weirdo. I mean, he just like, I, I think if we're going to look at then the triptych of like Gene, Bobby and Bart Simpson, you know, it's interesting is like there's episodes where Bart has kind of some queer moments. And sure. I love that. I love that narrative of like the little boy acting kind of queer and the father just not even just not rejecting it, just being like, I don't. The joke is not that the kid is acting queer. The joke is that the father doesn't know how to deal with it. And I think the Hank Hill version of that is just so funny. I, Watching him try to figure out Bobby, it's like he never – I think there's always love there. And I think that's what I like about King of the Hill and what I didn't see or realize so many years ago is that like, oh, there's a lot of love in this family. You know, like these are – Hank Hill is not just kind of like a – a variation on Homer Simpson, like he actually loves his family and and supports them in his own kind of in his own way that, you know, comes from, you know, growing up in a small world, you know what I mean? Like he's clearly not someone who's seen the world. And so I yeah. think his faults are more in his like just lack of, you well, know, his sort of ignorance or, or
0: naivete, you know? Yeah, and like thank God Bobby's Bobby because I feel like it's like it challenges him as like a human but also like a father to like Mm -hmm. just be supportive and even though he doesn't quite understand it like he just rolls with it. And I, I, I think there's I, as far as Bobby and like the um, dynamic between maybe him and Peggy is all also the same with like Jean and Linda. Like mm, I feel that there's yep. a lot of just like Bobby would rather hang out with the ladies than go like to the gun range, you know, it's just not right. his style. And I, I love that choice, like from a writing perspective and just like what Pamela Adlon brings to Bobby and yeah watching watching Hank react to it all is is a lot of fun. and, like you said, just really funny television. It is I just I'm in
1: some ways I'm glad that I'm only kind of starting to appreciate it now. like there's that mm-hmm. sense of like similar to Roseanne of like, oh my God, oh, I'm so glad this was on TV. I mean, I think you know, zooming in on this this particular episode we're gonna talk about today, I mean this this was an episode about a drag queen in 2007 on on fox you know that the joke was never that it was a man in a dress you know and i think that that like it, just kind of seeing how this show approached this topic and maybe some of it was a little like huh i mean yeah well, what's the what's the story with carolyn like why is she in drag all the time i'm not even worried about that because i feel like the message of this episode and the choice to of where to place the punchlines feels so ahead of its time. And um I just, I love that. I love how smart this was. Because, yeah, even for 2007, this was progressive.
0: It really was. And, uh, gosh, 2007, that was, that's a long time ago. It it's really is. And, and for this to be handled, like, yeah, is it maybe ever so slightly rough around the edges maybe but like you said at the same time like there was part of me going back to watch this episode i was like is this gonna make me cringe does this hold up uh-huh. uh, but like you said the 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 theme of the episode sort of empowering peggy but also like the two of them helping each other out at the same time is just like so beautiful to watch and handled really well and i i'm yeah. so glad we're talking about it
1: Yeah, and so this is, you know, as I was, I I didn't do too much deep diving into King of the Hill and whatnot Mm -hmm. before this, but one of the things I stumbled on and I was surprised to see, and maybe your friend can uh, can attest to this, is that it seems like a lot of people, uh, King of the Hill fans, Peggy is not a loved character, and some people find her a little arrogant or a little, like, Full of herself That doesn't read to me Certainly this episode Interesting At all I adore Peggy Yeah And I just thought Oh Th- To me it almost It's almost similar To the way We've talked about this That people kind of Now don't really like Pam Beasley on The Office sure. And so I'm like Where is
0: this coming
1: from I don't know Did Your friend's name is Katie Or did Katie mention
0: that Yeah Kate. I, as far as Kate, um, Excuse yeah. me Katie She and I are on a Katie basis <laughs> Yeah no big deal She yeah. would uh, I think she'd hate that <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's okay, you know, you know, Hi you, got, Katie. you took a swing. Yeah. You took yeah a right. Swear. Yeah. At least I got it. I got it right towards the
1: beginning. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that especially because she's seen, um, the series so many times now, too. Basically, this is her, like, it's her, I don't think it's a sleepy time show, but it's definitely like when she's in the kitchen, she has like this old, um, like portable CD player because she is, um, a gal who has all the DVDs. She doesn't have Hulu. She doesn't have a lot of the streaming platforms. So she goes, uh, you know, she, it's like, uh, she embraces the roots of like binge watching by just like changing the CD or the DVD back in the Mm -hmm. day and still does it. So it's, it's just like constantly on a loop. And, um, I, I would have to say she probably would not agree, but maybe she, she could add to the conversation of, um, well, I could see why they would think that because of this, this, and this. But in general, too, when I think of Peggy Hill, I think of, like, a strong, independent sort of woman who potentially, and we'll talk about it in this episode, like, doesn't fit in, but does fit in to, like, the Texas lifestyle or just, like, the what you know the definition of femininity and like just the choice for her like feet to be so big that she can't buy shoes that's like a through line throughout the entire series that's not just like Mm. this episode too so it's like she's she's like a homegrown woman you know what i mean it's like one of yeah they don't make them like they used to and she's she's tough and maybe for some people you know i i i i it's just too much, maybe, I guess. Sorry to interrupt your thought there, yeah.
1: No, 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 sorry. I, I was interrupting you. I was going to say it, it's interesting, you know, we're not really going to dive too much into it this in this episode, but we both watched another episode from season nine where Peggy, you know, goes home to the family ranch, and I feel like that kind of supports what you're saying. Is like Peggy grew up on a ranch in Montana where she was helping, you know, birth calves and she was castrating horses and, you know, all these things. It's like, yeah, she's, you know, uh, she's no dainty little thing, and mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, she's yeah, she's uh, she's a potato of a woman, you know, <laughs> yeah. and um, steak you know, she's and hearty. potatoes, yeah, 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 steak and potatoes, yeah, she's a real stew, and uh, <laughs> I love that in this episode, it's like the finding, I think, in a very surprising way, in a very unexpected way, finding a way to celebrate that, because to be honest, like I. I wasn't sure how this was all going to play out, and and I found the writing in this episode to be very refreshing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh wow, you! I couldn't predict the twists and turns here.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's so great. I, I maybe that's our cue to kind of jump into yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So this is season eleven, episode one, the uh, Peggy Hill. The Peggy Heart Horror, Horror Show? Picture Show. Peggy Horror Picture Show, and uh, yeah, it opens with with Peggy and her friends doing this kind of you know clothing swap of their things, and Peggy realizing that yes, her enormous feet will not fit into the small little pair of boots that. Um, that gets her down, and I love that Hank has the solution of like I'm. You should call your your shoe store in Lubbock. I'm
0: going to treat you to a new pair of shoes to kind of pick up her spirits. <laughs> I know. It, even just like that circle, like it's it's Luanne and Min, and I can never remember Bo- Boomhauer's wife's name. Um, I'll look it up. Nancy. Oh, it's just Nancy. Who whose only yeah. line, like anytime she speaks, she has to say the word "sug." It's like contractually. Oh, okay. Obligated. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's her go to line, but I love that she at least has that it's like kind of a catchphrase but yeah it's her little thing yeah and Luann what does she say she's like my very first clothing exchange she's like it's so cosmopolitan that's a word I learned in a bar (laughs) (laughs) oh god oh Luann it's so great and I mean yeah but exactly what you're saying it's like the culottes they're they're not cool it's like the Peggy Hill silhouette is you know very like ruler it's just flat You know what I mean? It's just like the short sleeve, the cutoffs and the culottes and uh, it's, it is kind of, and to be fair, I don't think that I would want to do this with anyone because like you'd have to find four very specific or like three other people that like, you know, everyone has different size shoes and different like, especially women's clothing and jeans. I don't know. I just feel like it's the odds are against you anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I. there are very few people I could do a clothing swap with. It would be like, well, okay, if we all wear mediums, you can all, all come to the clothing exactly. swap. Otherwise, exactly. like, it, it, you know, everyone's welcome, but uh, when it comes to the swap, yeah, you, you know. it's not great. Uh, it's not great. If you have size 14 feet, then my little ballet shoes are going
0: to be no good to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, anyway, uh, Hank, you know, being Hank, you know, says... I I love Lubbock. I just love the name Lubbock. Lubbock,
1: yeah, Lubbock, and uh, and so of course her old her old shoe store in Lubbock is now I think a dog bakery. The guy says I love the the like just the use of like the audio on the phone call when she calls in was so real and there's like dogs barking in the background. It yes. was so much more effort than they needed for one joke.
0: Yeah, and even kind of rewinding just a bit back to this. When when she's at the table and she's like, "Hank, you think I'm feminine, right?" And he's like, "Of course you are. You're a wife and a mother."
1: <laughs> it's like, "Oh, right, a right."
0: Terrible answer, but to Hank, you know, that's that's feminine enough.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think when Hank says things like that, like it comes from the heart. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, you know. So so Peggy ends up uh, finding Clarissa's closet, which reminded me so much like i kept seeing the parallel of marge at the outlet mall like yes, i kept thinking it was a similar feeling so. you know yes. um and i love that she arrives and you know asking for a size 16 shoe and it just the the lovely sense of acceptance when the woman was like you know what you know which one do you want it was like you know it was like willy wonka's chocolate factory of like well Everything's edible. Try it
0: all. Yeah, yeah, the wedges, the sandals. It's uh, it's just, yeah. She is a, like a, a kid in a candy store, and I I forget how that scene ends. Why am I blanking? Because the next thing I have so, written down is okay. Does she meet? So
1: what Caroline. happens yeah. is. Yeah, so what happens is that she... Well, and there's the part where she finds the boots that are similar to the ones at the party. Oh, yes. And, and just the nuance of her hugging them saying, it's too big. Like the joy <gasps> yes. of that. Yes. So uh, I think what happens is it cuts back to then Bobby and I think Joseph. Oh, Dude, there's the yes. whole B plot of them with the pranks yeah. and all that. And so then when it cuts back to the, the Clarissa's closet... She and Carolyn are both trying on these zebra print shoes, and then they get to talking, and um, and she's like, "You know that feeling when you see a baby and you just want to eat it? That's how I feel about these
0: shoes." Yeah, and doesn't Carolyn give them to her? I feel like it's like you should have them, something like that. Then you
1: should have them. And I love this that when they then they they introduce each other, you know, themselves to each other, and they shake hands. And I love Peggy, Peggy. I love Peggy saying, "I usually hear this, not say it." Nice grip. And that's the, just the writing on that, the, the, I usually hear this, not say it. Nice grip. Like it's so Peggy grew up on a ranch in Montana. I don't know. That just felt very specific to me the way she did that.
0: Yeah. It's a great choice. And you know, sort of the first Easter egg for us And, And there is something I meant to say this earlier too, but it's, you know, perfect to say it now that there is something very, Patrick Swayze and Tu Wong Fu about Carolyn in this initial outfit. Like it's it's almost an exact replica of Swords Two, which I think is smart in a way. Like, even just for like if you've never even, you know, I don't know how many people had seen Tu Wong Fu at the time, but like it's a good entry point because I feel like that was commercial enough for people to kind of this is what a drag queen looks like sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was like in the idea of wearing
1: gloves and a scarf, like there's yes. a lot of sort of thoughts about, about the drag itself. And, you know, it was, I was thinking about this of like, okay, so what, how would we explain this today? Cause it's like, well, this Carolyn isn't necessarily just a drag, just a drag performer because mm-hmm. she just, you know, goes about her day in drag, but she's not trans because, Carolyn also identifies as Jamie, and so I thought, well, is yeah. this just like a very early example
0: of someone being non-binary on primary tele on primetime television? Yeah. You know? I'm I'm wondering because it it makes, I mean, I guess it makes sense that Jamie wouldn't go in to buy the shoes like as you know as male presenting that it may it makes more sense for Carolyn to go and why not? But we do see Carolyn, you know, over at Peggy's house later too. So yeah, in a way. Yeah, it's just like
1: trying to kind of find like instead of being like, oh, man, this is so inaccurate of, you know, this is not what drag is. It's like, well, you know, what if what if this was so ahead of its time that like, oh, yeah, sometimes Jamie likes to be in full drag and then Jamie comes home and can take off the wig and be Jamie. Jamie can go to the juice bar and be Jamie like you could either set a bunch of rules or you could be like or. This is actually really progressive. Yeah, but it's um, it is interesting. Like, it is an interesting choice of like, okay, um, you know that I would say Jamie's more than just a drag queen, but you know, or that drag queens don't tend to go out in full drag just to run errands. But you know, um, again, getting caught in those details would also really take away from like really what matters this episode.
0: Yeah. And how she takes that home to Hank and it's sort of like her, I mean, it's like Marge, you know, at home with the dress. It's like, she doesn't really have, it's like, I guess she has the shoes at that point and maybe there's a new blouse, but just like the crazy line of like, excuse me, is this seat taken? That's an interesting technique I learned from this woman, Carolyn, today. (laughs) It's like, eh, what? I don't even know. But like, I love that, like, we didn't get, we didn't see that, but we know that that conversation took place. Right, and and I,
1: I, it's definitely like Marge in the dress when she's like, you know, uh, when Hank's like, "Who are you talking to?" She's like, "Someone new, anybody?" You know, I want to show this off. You know, there's there's that same kind of awakening that we saw in Marge. We're seeing in Peggy, yeah. uh, and then yeah, and and there's never what I love about this is except for the nice grip, which is a compliment, at no point is there, like, well, you know, the interesting thing about Carolyn, like, she says, like, oh, she wears gloves all the time, and Hank says, oh, she wears gloves, that's interesting. But it's almost like he's not listening to her story, but there's never a, like, oh, you know, it's interesting, she's she's very broad-shouldered for a woman. There's no yes. conversational act one guns to tell us we should be suspicious of Carolyn. Like, I love that, there and there's never a sense, there's never any, like, you know, uh, gender panic of like, Oh my God, you're deceiving them. Like that never becomes an issue this episode.
0: Yeah. And I, it's like the thing that we didn't say before too, is like Peggy is a handsome woman. It's like the best way to describe her. So like to see, mm-hmm. to walk in a store, I think she was just so blindsided in a good way of all the options that she had, that she's also seeing people that look, like her in a way mm-hmm. that it's just like, yeah, she was just like drunk on the, the idea of like fitting in and not feeling yeah. like an outsider. Right.
1: And I think there's also the whole message this episode is that like, well, what does it mean to look feminine? You yes. know, and like, yeah. you know, because if we were to say like, oh, well, couldn't she tell that Jamie was a drag queen because of the broad shoulders or because of, the uh, you know, big facial features? And it's like, well, there are women who are born female who have broad shoulders and, and have yeah, big facial features tall. like yeah. and are tall and like, that's, you know, um, yeah. Like I just, I think I like that without getting preachy, the show is kind of like, well, you know, it kind of goes both ways because then he judges her as thinking that she might be in drag. You know, it's like, yes. you never know. Um, <laughs> we're not judges, but assumes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love when they, when they, Um, because they do go to lunch together and and Peggy teaches her that trick to not get her lipstick smeared. And it's that beautiful moment when Carolyn's like, you ate the entire sandwich. And Peggy's like, yes. Yes, I did. I'm so gross. It's like, and you didn't get your lipstick smeared at all. Like the validation, those moments I'm always like, "Ugh, I love this. Like to quote uh, Bill, I like nice people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That is such a great line. I should have, oh, I should have left with that. But yeah, I Uh. mean, uh, yeah, I agree. It's like, it's, it's, uh, first of all, always finish the sandwich, everyone. Like, I've never not finished a sandwich ever in my mind. Like, you know, like, I don't know what could have, yeah, like, even if there's fries, i mean, I'm eating everything on the plate and I never think twice about it. Yeah, yeah. So to have that It's sort called of...
1: Gratitude. You ever heard of it? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> um, and then the line like, I got the idea from what was it like a shark shark attack episode or some Betty Davis movie? I can't or remember. Or a Betty Davis movie. Yes.
1: I thought it was interesting. I was like, oh wow, in this episode with this like gay, queer character, there there's a Betty Davis reference. And granted, I'm sure there's other, you know, smart old movie references in King of the Hill, but I just thought, huh. There's something in the writing here of, like, that's such a queer kind of thing to say. Almost like, oh, that is a reason why Jamie would think Peggy is a drag queen because she, like, makes gay references.
0: Yeah. it's Is it, like, that's so true. Yes. It covers so much ground. I just, Mm -hmm. like, I wonder who wrote this episode. If it was, like, a combination of people was, like, was there... Was there someone queer in the writer's room? Was it just like a lot of women? Like, I, it just makes well, me. A very... Woman wrote the episode. Oh, woman I like wrote that. this episode. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that is very true. I, I should look up her name because it is worth mentioning. King of the Hill, um, Peggy Horror. Isn't it weird that you can type in King of the Hill, Peggy Horror, and then get what you want? Isn't, I know. What right? an am- amazing world we live in. So the writer of this episode. I'm vamping because I'm a vamp who vamps on a ramp because IMDb takes its time. Um, so it was written by Christy Stratton.
0: Okay. God bless
1: you. so God bless you, Christy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it very much. I feel like when I saw that it was written by a woman, similar to the Marge episode is written by a woman. I was just like, Oh, great. Okay. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be fine. Um, yeah, perfect it's
0: reassurance like outside
1: reassurance yeah it's gonna be told right okay
0: yeah is the next Uh, line about the high beams is that where we go to next
1: uh yes when they're driving it's like yeah i don't know why everyone doesn't drive with their high beams you can see everything
0: (laughs) it's like i would be so annoyed but like it's it's one of those random lines that like who thought of that but also i know one of my favorite lines of the episode yeah
1: yeah. Well, it reminds me of like Luann's line about like, at, you know, cosmopolitan, which is a word I learned at a bar. It's just like these like really smart jokes that are just dropped in there that, again, mm-hmm. I didn't realize King of the Hill did. Yeah. Uh, I love that Carolyn lives in a complex called Casa Linda. I just think that's so. Yes. Casa Linda. Ugh. I, that's where I think gay men live in condo complexes called Casa Linda.
0: I mean, why not? I And I think that mm. means just, like, beautiful house because, like, Lindo. Yeah. yeah so it's it's just, like, perfect. Um, right. I, I love that.
1: Casa Linda. Casa I love Linda. it. Um, ugh, I just wish I lived. I wish I had. I'm sure I would regret this, but, like, a sort of gay Melrose place, but it's just Casa Linda, and it's just all gay men. And maybe a couple
0: women because, you yeah, know. Yeah, a couple old women that are just, like, you know. The type of women that we would want in that complex, you know? It's, yeah, uh, Olympia Dukakis.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tyne Daly and Olympia Dukakis. Oh, my yeah.
0: Lord, yes, a Tyne Daly, yes.
1: Oh, my God. I would, you know, you get two types of stuffing, real <laughs> cranberry sauce. Um, so, and and this is, of course, then when we, you know, because when, when Carolyn comes home, Carolyn D. Drags and, be, and becomes Jamie. And I, and I thought this was really funny that Jamie's mother is almost, like, ridiculously supportive, almost like too much. Like it's almost Sharon Glass and Queer as Folk. Yes,
0: yes, yes, exactly that. But great, like it's just, and I love like the line of him saying, like, "Mom, can you just stop being so supportive for once and listen to me?" (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. And she was like, "You know who cares?" You know, real
1: woman. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's later when she was like, "You know, just because you were born a man doesn't mean you're not a woman." And like lines like that, I was like, "This is." this is really smart again for two for an animated show on, on Fox Fox in 2007 to have someone say, it doesn't matter if you were born a man, you're just as much a woman as she is. That's fucking holy shit. You know, just have to mention that, Um, you know, uh, and I think that's a little bit later in the episode. So uh, rolling back, there is then this, I think really outside of, of Peggy, the, maybe the assistant to the BSA moment is Bill chasing after the dollar bill that that Bobby and Joseph have have rigged up that (laughs) then causes a car accident with some woman who comes to, who's (laughs) drunk off her ass, looks up at at Bill and was like, much better now, sugar. And then then he says, I've never seen eyes so dilated. I could lose myself in them. (laughs) I mean, just... And then it's brilliant. It is such a funny, dumb little scene. And then he gets in the car and she's like, I don't think I should be driving. Could you drive? And then he gets in the car and they drive away. It's
0: so stupid. It's so funny. It's perfect. I just love his voice. He's like, yeah. I I can't even do it. It's, but yes, I. I, It's. I know that's like such. It's such a small B plot with the two of them because I know they did something the Dale with like a quarter and like you know they put magic or Mm -hmm. a permanent marker on the end of it and and that was their second prank I guess. But uh, I'm so glad we got that Bill moment, just a little one. I was not
1: expecting it because yeah, the B plot is yeah they're doing all these pranks, but the pranks end up like making people's lives better. And so Jamie slash Carolyn suggests that uh, Peggy should um, perform with him, that that they should do a duet. And so they are rehearsing at the house. And that's when Hank comes home and Peggy's like, hi, Hank, stand back. We're kicking. And I just love Hank saying, okay, okay. Like he, it, it's like he's yeah. just very like okay, not judging, just okay, no problem. You know, don't want to bother you. He's not weirded out by Carolyn. Like at no point, I I don't think at all. We, I don't think he ever finds out in this episode nope. that Carolyn is Jamie.
0: Or even like that scene with Jamie at uh you know at the juice bar, which I love. Like it's just like oh, the yeah. lengths that Hank goes to to fix this and to make sure that Peggy, you know is is taken care of is just so sweet but there's one if there's one <laughs> I love like it's such a small nuance in different cartoons but I love when people da- when cartoons dance I feel like it's oh, really yeah. hard to animate and in this they were sort of like in hyperdrive but it still looked good but it also looked crazy it's the same way in like Bob's Burgers when all the kids dance you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like weird um, cause it's like such. I feel like that would be so hard to animate, but they were really going for it. Carolyn and Peggy, they were like, it was great.
1: It was really fun to watch. Yeah, the the choreography that they animate is really funny, and <laughs> and I love. I think Carolyn says like, make sure to shake your head during the humming, so it looks like you're pretending to hum. Like I just love the yes. um the tips. I, I think it yeah, and they're just like having a lot of fun, and you know it's it's. I think it's interesting is like then of obviously. You know, by meeting Bobby and finding out that Bobby is, is uh, Peggy's son, finding out that yeah. Peggy is a woman, you know, Jamie kind of goes into crisis. And I thought that, you know, this was interesting, it just sort of an interesting, I, mean, I don't know, just in this episode with, with so many progressive points of view, you know, Jamie's talking to his mother later and says, you know, I can't let a real woman perform with me. It's a drag show. And yes. I thought, oh, wow. It's so funny how, like, I feel like between Drag Race and We're Here and, like, you know AJ and the Queen. Like, there's been so many examples of like women doing drag now. So it's funny to see how that's evolved.
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. And but you know, I guess really it's to drive home that like Jamie Peggy is not who Jamie thought he was or she was. Mm-hmm. Am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and just the sort of the the conflict that he has. But yeah, it's like you can still do it. It's like you really don't yeah. have to cancel anything. Like if, if Jamie, you know, made a different decision just to be like, all right, well, I know who she is now, but, you know, why not? We could have some fun, you know, the, but uh, it's, yeah. there's some more layers to it than that, which I like and appreciate.
1: Yeah. and And then Jamie's mother's response to that line of like real woman, biological woman, like just because you were yes. born a man, like it's that where she says that. I was like, wow, that's and and there might be people I feel like maybe some people don't like by a lot the term biological now it's now it's sure. assigned female at birth but still like let's not get caught in the weeds mm-hmm. in 2007 on an animated show on Fox on primetime to this say is, that line this is this is this, this is, is this is this is crazy <laughs> this is really great actually <laughs> um it just it is so worth just remembering the context like that is really progressive and and for the joke to be that she's so nauseatingly supportive that, yeah, Jamie finally has to be like, can you just stop for a second? Yeah. I just, I thought that was, that's so smart. Um, yeah. Lean in. And so then, and, and then, yeah, then Jamie, you know, goes to the house to talk to Peggy, but Peggy, of course, has already left. To, oh, is so she's got a, good. what is it, a sequin emergency? I think she tells Hank. He's yes. like, I asked her not to call it that, but she refused. And <laughs> I love and that Hank Jay- was like,
0: don't say that. Yeah. Don't
1: say that. She called it a secret emergency, which I asked her not to say that. I just, I love that. I love, like, that's an unnecessary joke. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie shows up and, you know, looking for Peggy. And and even, I thought this, it's like, okay, here comes someone who could potentially be a little more effeminate, driving this little purple car. Yeah. Here's these four guys standing around drinking beer. I got a little nervous, like, oh, how's this going to go? And then, you know, Hank's like, what do you say to a beer? And he says, uh, he say, like, where have you been all morning? And then it's, and he's one of them. And that's it. Yep. It's like, ah, oh, it's a good one. I'm going to use that. I thought that was just so. There was, and there was never the guys questioning the car or what's with, there was never any questioning. It just, Jamie decides he's going to go find Peggy and he gets back in the car and leaves. And really, almost my favorite part of the episode was Bill saying, I like nice people. Oh my God,
0: Bill. Yes.
1: Sweetest moment. The sweetest moment. And really, I think said everything was, well, yeah, Jamie's a nice person. That's all that really
0: matters. Yeah. And what I love most about that, yes to everything you're saying, first of all, too. And is that like his power of, as like a queer man and just like as a drag queen who not to pigeonhole all drag queens but most drag queens are pretty quick on their feet they have a little mm. like a little reply to almost everything you say it's just like a little like and that that he sort of used that to his advantage to just like get an in with the guys you know what i mean but like right. he butched it up a little bit but it's still like he used that in order to just like diffuse the situation and then it just worked and he was and <laughs> i love how he set his beer like on the ground he's like um, oh, i'm going to yeah. I guess I'm going to go now.
1: You know what's crazy about that moment is... I think we talked about this, I guess, maybe in the last episode Mm -hmm. with the Gilmore Girls and how the cup never looks full. There was some way in which him setting that beer can down, I was like, that beer can's full. I can tell. I don't know why I know that, but I know. So if King of the Hill can do it, an animated series on
0: Fox on prime time, (laughs) then the Gilmore Girls can make a cup look weighted. But anyway. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Did we miss the part where, um, because I just like loved it. Where all the girls show up and Peggy's getting into the cab and she's and like the five drink minimum. Did we go? Oh, to that? yes. No, oh, we, we did pass so over that. So funny.
1: Yeah, because Peggy's all dolled up and then Nancy and Min show up and are like, oh my God, where are you going? She's like, oh, and she gives them tickets to the show. And Min says, oh God, five drink minimum. And Peggy says, yeah, and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't get drunk and embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> it's- it's- so perfect and she's like saying it while she's getting in the taxi like it's just like so
0: casually nuanced like layered in it's so good yeah with her hair like up to the sky and just looking mm-hmm. uh i mean she looks Oh, great. it wasn't a taxi it was her car i think oh, she just drives right. a car it that looked looks like, like a taxi though i don't know why yeah yeah it, it, yeah. yeah
1: um that was a and then moment. yeah she she arrives and I just i like I loved what drag queens look like in the world of King of the hill like sure. I just um because there was one there was one that was like that's bb newworth
0: is it <laughs> did you notice that I know I was i I should have just like paused we should have like made an effort to like look at them all because yeah it's there was one that was like a little stringy and just like I don't know but like what a great, like, drag persona. Like, B.B. Newworth and, like, Cheers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just that sort of era. What was her name yeah, in Cheers? I was like, Why can't I remember? I was just thinking, what was it?
1: Um, oh, man. B.B. Newworth and Cheers. I wish I could just yell it out and someone would tell me. Everyone oh, probably you, is. Yeah, B.B. Newworth Cheers. I know it, and it's on the tip of my tongue, and it's killing me. Oh, my God. Wait. It's like something. Oh, I found it. Do you want me to tell you, or do you got it?
0: Lilith Dr. Lilith Stern and yes
1: Lilith ugh sorry folks we needed to figure that out I <laughs> Yeah we had to go through it ugh yeah I was going to need a neti pot if I didn't we apologize blow you. that out yeah <laughs> um if I didn't get that out now it was going to be too deep yeah. so um so yeah so that was that moment and then Peggy goes to uh the club which thing is called what was it called uh uh, mm, oh my goodness. Queen why? of the man. Queen of the uh, men. Yeah, something I like that. I feel
0: like I put it down somewhere and I don't know why I can't. Oh my Lord.
1: Oh, well, well, if you find it, yeah, I'll um, shout it out later. Yeah, you shout. Yeah. Just yell it out whenever you find it. doesn't matter <laughs> if we're off the topic and Carolyn arrives to, to reveal. And I, I thought this was even subversive to reveal that she is a drag queen and uh, and then uh, I love the response. Peggy says, oh, aren't most aren't drag queens mostly men? And mm-hmm. then Carol says, well, I am a man. And I love this. I would take off my wig, but we're too close to showtime. I thought I dead of the of the de dragging instead of having to, like, prove it, you know, and, and like break that illusion that it took her a lot of work to create. It's just like you have to trust me on this one
0: yeah yeah it's like it's just so quick and you wouldn't understand not that like you and i are drag queens but we know we know how much effort it goes into like like if you know if you're doing a lace front and gluing down the wig it's not something you can just you know tip your hat to show unless you're doing like right. you know a hard front sort of wig reveal maybe i don't know um yeah but yeah
1: and, and i thought this was all i mean this is where the show was so smart in that Peggy does not have a a single reaction to finding out that Jamie is actually, Carolyn's actually Jamie. That's fine. That's never the issue. It's not like you, the whole time you were a man, it's not Mrs. Doubtfire. It's not Sally Field at Bridges. It's like, oh, well then why did you invite me to this? Oh, you thought I was a man. And for it to not be, oh my God, the, the panic of Jamie was Carolyn the whole time. It's, oh, you didn't, you thought I was a man. You didn't think I was a woman like that raw nerve that we already know. Peggy has, it just, it it took this to a different place and I was so
0: relieved. It was so smart. Yeah. To, to have like, and I'm sure it's just like rewinding the entire situation in her head. Like that place that I felt like finally feminine and like secure and like liberated and, uh, strong it was all fake because it's a shop for drag queens and it just all sort of disintegrates and you can again like you said that animation of her realizing it and watching her face just sort of process that is so good
1: it's so good and you know i think at one point jamie says well if it helps like i thought you were the best and she there's a real nuance in her saying it doesn't like that was so smart of like I don't know. I just i I was just so impressed. I was just so impressed on how much the the voice acting and the writing and all the direction, all of it was not predictable. And I and and also wasn't I wasn't nervous. I was like, oh, this is like really smart. This is
0: better. This is smarter than me. Yeah, I know. It's like it's all like in, in a controlled environment. Like you know, like you said, it wasn't the opposite of her just being repulsed by a man dressing Mm -hmm. as a woman it's it's so much more than that and by the way the name of the club is all the queen's men Uh, i wrote wrote it later in my notes i knew it was somewhere but it was when yeah yeah but uh, so i mean i I don't want to leave that moment before you're ready to i I was going to go back to like the aftermath at the house where hanks come yes that's
1: that's where i'm at yeah she's she's curled up on the couch, you know, uh, dismayed. And, um, men and Luann and Nancy are outside. And the three of them are so fucking funny. It's just, I, it's, <laughs> what is it? Nancy says? Oh, Shuggy, you, you, uh, you know, you, you coach the women's softball league. What's
0: more feminine than that? Yes. That's just,
1: oh, it's just so funny. And Luann is um, saying
0: like, I'm sorry, everyone thinks you're a man Aunt Peggy. <laughs>
1: What I love when Min's like, you're trying to piss her off. That woman's got fists like frozen turkeys.
0: <laughs> it's such like drag queen digs. You know what I mean? Like yes. little reads. It's so like uh, spot on really. It's and, yeah. and even just like her talking to Hank again, she's like just saying out loud, like I'm a woman who looks like a man. Like that is yeah. hard to say out loud. And like to mm-hmm. your to your spouse. And like, what do you say to that? It's like, Uh, it's it's a big matzo ball there yeah yeah i mean and
1: i think is is i thought was also really smart about this was there is this isn't making fun of peggy it's it's not really making fun of anybody but i think it's probably pointing out a real insecurity is if a woman has more masculine features if she does have broader shoulders if she is built like peggy or whatever like um i keep thinking of i don't think i don't remember if you watch this, but on season 12 of Drag Race, the makeover challenge, unfortunately she was with the much maligned Sherry Pie, but there was Mm. a woman who went by the name Janet, the planet who was a fucking delight. But was, I mean, she said that like most of my friends and the people I identified and connected with were drag Queens because I finally saw myself. I saw that, Oh, you could be beautiful and really tall and really big. And you just could lean into that. And, and she looked phenomenal in drag and it was just kind of like a real delight, that episode. And I keep thinking about her and women like her where it's like someone like that is, is told by so many people, none what you have is not desirable and you can't do anything about it versus like leaning in and celebrating, you know, and, and working with that size and seeing the positive of it, which I think is where this episode concludes. And I just, I don't know, I felt like this was... I'm glad that this wasn't just making fun of Peggy's insecurity, but there was like, again, there was heart to it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think more so that, like, to add another layer to the onion almost, it's like she genuinely enjoyed being with Carolyn. Like, in addition, mm. it was it was just like the you know, the bonus to like, I found this amazing store and I just like, I really connected. And like, it's like when she comes home for the first time, she's like, I just felt a connection with her, Hank. I just, I don't know how to describe it. And one of the things that she's like weeping about is why, why is it that the only woman that I can relate to is a man? And that's such a great yeah. line too. And, but at the end, it, it like, it really doesn't matter. Like it's, it's so much more than that. And because, but to kind of get to the root of that, it's, I think Peggy doesn't quite fit in well with other women. You know, you think back to the, like the Montana roots, like she's not going to go to a Tupperware party, you know? I mean, she will, but like she's always sort of going to stand out in every situation that she's in.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you look at her friends and and even Luann, it's like, oh, Peggy's a different breed. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, and I think it's, yeah, it's just trying, it's just not trying to find, but like, recognizing the beauty in that and I think for Hank it's it's funny because I think he's like, You're my wife. You're the mother of my child. I don't know I don't it just doesn't this doesn't I, I feel like what the joke in the scene is that he's not paying attention, but I think it's just like I don't this doesn't compute to me. I've I've never had an issue with that. With you, you know, you're my wife. Yeah, and yeah. I loved like he's because there's one point where like Jamie calls and Hank's like has to lie that she's not there, and it's this great micro moment where like Hank's biggest problem is having to lie that that she's not there. Like, He doesn't like lying to people on the phone. He's like, you just don't do that. And I know I just, it was so sweet. It was so sweet. It was just like you know when he hangs up, he's like, oh shouldn't have done that and it's i don't know the the joke is yeah that he's not listening but i think he's also just like none of this computes to hank you know
0: yeah i i think he has such it's like he he wants to help but he doesn't have any of the tools especially when it comes to like emotional tools he just but like i feel like he does say like just give her a call. Like it, it's like you gotta you gotta talk this out. Like you sitting on the couch is really you're not you're never gonna get anywhere. And if she, she can't do it, then he does it for her. So I feel like yeah. that is such a, a blessing. And like I love. <laughs> He's like I just want a normal orange juice. Is that what he orders? Yeah, just like a normal. orange
1: <laughs> Yeah. I won't be needing any more nutrients. I'm having a steak later. Oh just...
0: gosh, it's so good. I I in him like watching hank and fish out of water situations is like so satisfying but it's like even though he's the butt of the joke it's like we get to like participate in that funny moment and know that he's gonna be okay and like maybe grow from it you know what i mean because he's just a stand up Mm -hmm. guy that's trying to do good by his wife you know it's it's so sweet
1: yeah like i think he he says at one point like carolyn's the best girlfriend that peggy's ever had and Mm -hmm. and like Again that's all that really matters that she's found someone who makes her happy and that she yes. connects with. And and I'm remembering now that that he does she does end up telling him later that yes that that Jamie uh is a drag queen and dresses up as a woman and Hank just says, "Well that doesn't make any sense." Oh yeah. You that's know, he's right. not yeah. it just it doesn't it's just I think again like it's not ignorance, it's not hatred, it's just like, "Oh, I don't in in the world I live in, men dress like men because they want to look like men and women dress like women. And that's what that means and that's what this means and that's what I know. What do you mean uh, he wants to dress like a woman? And it's, it's very sweet. Like, I... I it, they toe the line so carefully of Hank being, like, ignorant but having, like, well intentions. You know, good intentions, you know?
0: Yeah, he doesn't say, well, you shouldn't be hanging out with people like that anyway. He just says, well... And I love that um, Hank is the only character besides, like, Bill, Boomhauer, and Dale that meet Jamie. Like, Peggy mm-hmm. never... Besides, like, m- you know... Well, no, she doesn't even... Carolyn doesn't even take off her wig, like, in front no. of Peggy. So it's it's all Carolyn. There's never any Jamie, which is so
1: interesting. Oh, that's true that we... That... that she never that's meets Jamie, Pe- I guess. yeah. Pe- right. Peggy doesn't meet Jamie. She just keeps meeting Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. but, like... But then it's also like, well, you're Jamie and Carolyn, you know? And, and I mean, I just, I, you know, wrapping up on Jamie, I, I think that with Hank, it's like, I don't think it even registers to Hank to think that Jamie is gay, you know, yep. I, I, or anything. It's just like when he's like, you know, you, you're really good with, you really know women. I tell you, yes. Jamie, like, it's, it's just so sweet. Um And so yes, so then Carolyn shows up. uh, Just the animation of Peggy scurrying away in that blanket was (laughs) so good, so funny. I mean, how do like? It's that always amazes me with animation is when you capture those little human like quirks. Like, how do you figure out how to do that with such a limited number of details? You know, it just. Uh, I mean, and the same for Bob's Burgers and The Simpsons. Like, they just, I'm always amazed when they manage to capture those little moments, you know, w- without yeah. having, you know, anything more than, like, you know, a basic box of crayons, A blanket you know? and a
0: couch, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It is really great. And then they, they talk it out, and, and it's like, Carolyn basically, I mean, the, the goal is to patch it up, but she basically invites Peggy to all the Queen's men for a close swap. And I, I love the line of hurry. And she's like, why? And he's like, it's just more dramatic.
1: Oh, <laughs> Like, I just I love, love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it. that was almost a moment of like, oh, that's Jamie. You know what I mean? Like, that's yes. the Jamie underneath the Carolyn. I, I thought that was an interesting moment. and And this was great. Because, again, I didn't really know where this was going to go or how it got there was so unmanipulative where, you know, Peggy's like, okay, so the way you're gonna make me feel better is by showing me that a bunch of men want my clothes, and and the message here do I need to remind everybody that it's an animated series that was on Fox in, in prime time yeah. in 2007, lest we forget? But the Jamie saying, well, yeah, but you know they want to look like a strong, fearless woman, like that's what drag queens, you know, want to look like, and and that's what you are, like you're a type of woman, and the one says like dainty is a dime a dozen honey you know um yeah. and that this is about like we want to look like strong fearless women and women who will wear what we say like mc hammer pants or no yes. mc hammer glasses and like you know uh i don't know palazzo pants or something yeah you know, we want to we want to be like these women that only need one name: Liza and Cher and Peggy. And like you're Peggy, and I just love like that moment finally of like you could see it on her face in that shot of her saying, "Peggy, yeah, that sounds right." Of like, oh, this is like a RuPaul moment of like, oh, you've you've defeated your interceptor. I you know?
0: know it's so it's so beautiful, and and like. Because, like, if you think of, like, you know, all the queens on Drag Race, you know, like, Ginger Minj is, is not, like, a wispy <laughs> woman, nor does mm-hmm. she, like, try to be. But, like, you find your own, uh, your strength or, you know, like, what's what's feminine to you, like, because of, you know, because obviously you're, you know, men, and, all men and all women are shaped differently and just going to fit in different things. But, like, it just fits so well to, to show Peggy that, like no, you're, like, a rock star here. Like, this is exactly what we want. And, mm-hmm. you know, the vests and the the platform sneakers. She grabs, like, platform sneakers at the end. It's great.
1: Oh, yeah, I have to have these. And a queen who looks like, um, oh, my God, uh, I'm blanking on her name, the artist's the, the one with the Frida Kahlo. The, yes. the Frida Kahlo drag queen is like, they're yours. And it's just, and then it, it the, the last shot is Peggy, like, that, It reminds me of, again, the Marge Simpson Chanel dress episode when they are all sitting around drinking tea and Marge is feeling like, oh, my God, I found my people like I've, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm fitting in. And there's a shot of her sipping her teacup and smiling and looking around. And I felt like this was similar, but obviously more real of like Peggy's, you know, found her tribe and. And then, obviously, the, the line, once it cuts to black, of, like, okay, who's hoarding the turtlenecks? I know you've got them. And she, like, says it with a smile. And it is it is just the, the nicest little button on the episode.
0: I know. It's so... And just, like, you know, bringing a full circle to, like, she's in the right clothing swap circle now. Yes. And it's yes, not the is, way that she yeah. pictured it, but she finally arrived, and life is good.
1: It's such... Ugh. Oh, it's... A beautiful episode really just king of the hill i i do think i'm going to do a a deep dive into king of the hill yeah at the very least start with the peggy episodes but honestly i love hank i love bobby i love all of them so like it really there's no need to stick to peggy because i'm happy to see all of them
0: (laughs) that gift. i mean again colin's gif game the King of the Hill, uh, but Bobby laying on the bed, just like with Ugh. his tongue sticking out, eating chips that are balanced Licking on his chips. belly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love Bobby.
0: I know. It's 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 such a great show. And, and if anything, like you said, too, it's it's really kind of reigniting my curiosity of, yeah, what if I just started watching some more King of the... It's, you know, the half hour, the show, It's it's on Hulu, it's right there, it's... It's accessible, and it's such a great show. There's probably even more yeah. episodes like this, too, that I I can't wait to, like, unwrap and see. Maybe we'll do Yeah, there's way. actually...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was looking up to see, like, other Peggy Hill episodes, and I think even, like, the second episode of the first season. Oh. I think it's the one where Peggy ends up having to teach sex ed because she's the sub- substitute teacher. And that's supposed to be a great episode. And so, yeah, yeah there's like... I looked up a list of, like, Peggy Hill episodes. So there's there's, like, there's a good a good bunch if you wanted to start there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm sure there's like a Buzzfeed article. At least someone should write that, you know, the best, yeah. the best of Peggy Hill. <laughs> or yeah. Um,
1: you, yeah. You won't believe number six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: well, any other
1: thoughts before we, uh,
0: before we mosey on out of Arlen, Texas? I know. I mean, really it's like the, the cap on the episode too is to really hand it to Kathy and Jimmy. I, I just like, yes. you know, a lot of times too, it, it's very easy to look over, you know, we mentioned them at the beginning of the episode too, but it, it's, it's, it's Kathy and Jimmy folks. It is yeah doing great work and really giving us nuance and, um, uh, you know, an iconic hi- mother in cartoon history that is just, uh, really exciting. And I feel yeah. like people like people wouldn't say that. Like that wouldn't be the first thing that I thought of about with, when I, when I think of Kathy and Jimmy and now it is, it's like hocus pocus sister act, King of the hill, you know, the Holy Trinity yeah. there and other stuff, but you know, and veep, you know, and, I, veep, I, I, yeah. and veep.
1: Yeah. I don't know if she, does she have any, like, does she ever, she's kind of like a,
0: a straight, Guy or straight girl, yeah. woman rather, to um, to uh, I think she, she's married to Mike and he's kind of the yeah. goof, and she's sort of just you know, yeah, the straight woman, so she doesn't yeah. get to be as queer, but she has a couple moments, you know.
1: All right, well, Kathy,
0: she's great, nice work, nice yeah. work,
1: Kathy. Uh, we'd say more, but unfortunately, we are being played off Ugh, so. Uh, that's all we're going to say about you this week, Kathy. But, you know, stick around. Uh, so that being said, where can folks find more of you in the meantime?
0: Uh, they can find more of me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which comes out every Thursday. I don't know if I'm putting out an episode this week because I'm in Virginia taking a week off. Hmm, but uh, yeah. And they can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kuchanov. How about you, Colin?
1: Well, you can, of course, find more of me on All Right, Mary, continuing to cover Drag Race, All Stars 6. And you can find more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance. Oh, she'll be coming around the mountain soon, as yes. soon as she's ready. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm on summer vacation, you know? I, I've already, I'm have already, i already publishing yeah, five episodes us. a week, you yes. know, across the other two podcasts. So, got me some slack. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA
0: Pod, Or you can send us an email at the Pod at gmail.com. And if your peepers are not already permanently peeled, peel them now,
1: baby, because on Friday, the Best Supporting After Show will be coming out, and we have got a buffet of topics to talk about yeah. that... Cannot be disclosed until the episode airs, so your only option is to listen. Amen. Amen. And, uh, that, as
0: they say apparently, is that.